0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets. And welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be on this, well, at least here in L.A., lovely Sunday morning. Uh, you're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. We are here for you. We are here for your pets, here to talk about anything you would like to talk about, answer questions if you are bold enough to call in or join us here online. So let me give you the, the easy way to do it. Number one, good old fashioned telephone, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. But a better way, which we enjoy and, uh, I think Zoom enjoys it too, because with this COVID-19 stuff, boy, I don't know if they can handle the load, but you can join us here on Zoom. You want to go on to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Shows, scroll down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you're going to see a link left to you. Just click on that link, and you are here live in front of your computer or your phone. Hopefully, you got the camera going and uh, with your pet with you, and we can talk pets. That's what I enjoy doing, helping you. As many of you know, I'm not shy about talking about my AirVet, my telemedicine platform. And we are, it's amazing how many people love to be able to converse with their vet or a vet, if their vet's not available, real time with their pet. Because, you know, as they say, yes, a picture's worth a thousand words, a video, see something live, that's like worth 10,000 words. This is just nothing, you, you know, you can't evaluate a limping dog on a picture, but you can on a video. And so when we have live streaming, uh, it works so well. And uh, often saving you, the pet parent, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of having to rush to an emergency when it's not an emergency. So keep that in mind and uh, join us here live on Zoom. We'd love to hear from you. And if you are shy, you can actually also just send us a chat on Zoom. You don't even have to be in front of a camera. And we can still talk to you, answer your questions. And in fact, I'm going to open up my chat button. So there you go. If you want to reach us on uh, chat, you can do so as well. So as you know, um, I like to peruse the news and the American Veterinary Medical Association, Smart Brief, uh, American Animal Hospital Association, um, all their news feeds. uh, They have news stat. And um, so it's a follow-up to what I already reported, but it's good to know that there's confirmation because there was enough data out there already that I had known that this to be the case and what is this that remember winston the pug that tested positive for covid now it's been confirmed he never had covid and i i mentioned this dogs do not get covid what happened was they basically they did a test for sars-cov-2 he had no antigen he had no antibody which he probably would have had because he got better and he probably had like a typical pug respiratory infection And, you know, the pugs, if you have pugs or, you know, any of these short brachycephalic, those are the breeds with the pushed in faces. (laughs) They're noisy breathers anyway. And he probably had either a tracheal issue or maybe a little minor infection or a respiratory infection, but it was not COVID. And um, so he probably, as we mentioned, dogs can be like a, a doorknob. They can be like your clothing. They can pick up virus particles. So chances are the virus. But remember, he was living in a household with four people, parents, both medical doctors. Dad was actually an emergency room doctor. So you can imagine how much COVID they've been exposed to. And one of the kids, I forget whether it was a son or daughter. I think the daughter had it. The son never got it. Living in the same house, by the way. So good old Winston, a happy-go-lucky, lovable pug. Licks everything, and he probably licked a surface that had virus particles. And then they go ahead and test him, and what do they find? Virus particles. And now they're convinced that up oh, he's got COVID. No, he never had COVID. Yeah, it was just the virus particles picked up. As a matter of fact, they believe that the first two dogs in China also were just harboring the particles, but they were not actually infected. Now, as we've talked about a couple of times, cats and ferrets are different. They actually can get the virus. So anyway, that's something that uh, we just you need to know about. So I'm also I'm going to open up my email because I understand I got a forwarded email to me from another uh, listener. So we're going to take a look at that as well. And yes, we'll talk about that right after this. This is from Erica. So there's still questions about how did the virus start initially? How did it jump from being an animal virus to people? Um, and they really still are not sure. This is way more fun anyway, talking about COVID. So for your for your pleasure to so know what's going on with your pets and you. So anyway, they think that it was a aberration. It was not from the dogs there. They think that actually a human had it from some other way because all the dogs tested from that market, none of them had COVID. So how could the person have gotten it in the first place? It probably was an infection from another person. So they're still looking, they're still trying to find out how it happened, why it happened, etc. But it was not because of that. Next up. There's a, a disease in a large animal called tularemia, and it's interesting, but they feel that researchers are testing the tularemia vaccine to be able to, it looks like it absorbs the antigen, the particles from COVID, the SARS-CoV-2, which means that the COVID-19 disease might be susceptible to a vaccine for tularemia with obviously some modification. So they are spending some boatloads of money testing that right now. But that is also promising. You know, the good news is this, that the veterinary community and the medical community are working hand in hand to try to come up with a solution, a vaccine. It doesn't really make a difference who gets there first because they're continually utilizing each other's data. So there is going to be one or more companies that are going to get us a vaccine. So, uh, again, something to look forward to, but that can happen. This is... um, Happy news. There was a a household explosion in Wisconsin and poor little Corgi was caught in that explosion. It was obviously rushed to the hospital and now is uh, recovering well from burns, lacerations, smoke inhalation. And there is an animal relief fund locally in Wisconsin that are helping to defray some of the costs of the health care. But the good news is that he's doing just fine. Now, Here's another one that we, that come, we have to be sensitive to. And that is this. Now, what's going to, well, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to go to Erica's question. And we'll answer that too. And that is easing dogs back into the daily routine. The fear is that from a behavior standpoint, we have now spoiled our pets. Those of us that are spending more and more time at home. And this has become the new norm. But guess what? As we go back to work, as the dogs are going to be left alone more at home by themselves, what can we expect? So. Some of the suggestions are that we need to start easing them back into the routine. Start, Even though you may not go back to work for another week or two, start spending time doing something away from your dog. Also, when you do walk your dogs to sort of initiate some more mental stimulation, take different routes every now and then just so you know, I read this and I'm thinking, you know, that makes a lot of sense because I have been working with a trainer and one of my crazy dogs. Who, by the way, is doing so much better—it's unbelievable. But one of the suggestions he made was, don't take the same route all the time when you walk your dogs, and we tend to do that. Switch it around. Go a different direction. Go if you can turn. You normally you turn right. Maybe this time turn left. Go down a different block. You want to mix it up because what happens is they are such creatures of habit, which is how, by the way, that when if they ever get lost, they know how to find their way home. It's their sense of smell, and they really have an interesting, good sense of direction. So you want to swap it up so there are new sense, new sounds, new visuals, and it helps keep their minds sharp because what happens is dogs whose minds are not sharp are the ones that become more destructive. They get bored more easily. So um, one of the suggestions this uh, trainer made is it's my yellow lab who is nine going on three, and uh, he is a wild dog. He really is. And now, I mean, the fact that he is so much better behaved, but he said – let him, my dog loves to swim. Obviously, he's a Labrador. He cannot stay out of the pool. So he says, let him swim 15 minutes a day. For, just get him in that pool. Throw a ball, do something. Get him worked up. Get a lot of that. Release a lot of that energy that he has. And so what will happen is, when he is now left alone, he'll be less destructive. On your walks, he'll be better behaved. And I got to tell you, it's been working great. So I would um, understand that that's a really great way to, to increase mental stimulation. And also, when you go back to work. And you have dogs that might misbehave. Be very, very careful not to punish them. It's kind of your fault. It's our fault, really, because we've spoiled them, and now we're asking them to go back to the old routine? No, no, no. So they, many may just misbehave. They may become destructive. They may start vocalizing. You may hear from neighbors. You can't punish them. This is natural. We have to go back to square one, slowly training them to sort of ease back in to what was their normal routine and now needs to once again become their normal routine so keep that in mind so i want to get into um our question here from our caller so this is i'm a regular listener and i've even talked with you live on your show on google Hangouts before with my cavalier you were very helpful uh, this is a question about my two-year-old schnoodle it's a half miniature schnauzer half toy poodle little bump on his right shoulder that i'm attaching as a picture should i be concerned so basically I'm going to look at this picture. I'm going to share the picture with you. All right. Now, I'm going to see if you can see right there. Okay. You see that little spot right there? Okay. So that is a spot. Now, it's interesting how many times I would get calls from people who see a lump or something on their pet's skin, and they are very worried. This is why I love doing telemedicine, because this picture is worth a thousand words. So what... Oftentimes, someone will come in, and they'll lump the mass that they're worried about is a wart. Nothing to do about it right now. It's not an emergency. And I usually recommend not doing any kind of sedation or surgery on a dog for a wart, unless it's getting infected, unless it's rupturing, unless it's bleeding all the time. But if it's just a wart, the first, what is the first thing I do? I look at the mouth. Not, to, not We're not talking a puppy with puppy papillomas. We're talking about an older dog, a middle-aged whatever. I want to see what the teeth look like. Why? Because if I look at the teeth and the teeth need to be cleaned, ah, there's my excuse. I'm going to want to clean the teeth. And while the dog is under for something that's much more significant, that's when I'll remove this little wart. But unless if it's if it's just an aesthetic issue, I don't want to subject the dog to any kind of sedation. Now, sometimes they're so small, I can actually do it with local anesthesia and use either my laser or electrocautery to remove the wart or for even freezing it. That's okay. Cryosurgery is really cool for really small warts. This right here looked like a pimple. It was what we call a pustule. Doesn't that sound better than a pimple? But I think whenever I, I, the images of that pimple popper on that TV, that medical doctor, the dermatologist, it's just a a yucky word. Anyway, the pustules, and all you have to do is gently compress it, which softens it a little bit. You can either squeeze it, or sometimes I I will have someone take a straight pin and you put it under flame for a second it gets hot and then you can wipe it down with some rubbing alcohol and now you have somewhat of an externally sterile pin and you can just literally pop it and then just create a little hole and you'll see the pus come out and then clean it soap and water a little uh, neosporin and that could take care of it uh if they have multiple ones ah now there's a little different story you may want to obviously there's a problem uh there's some sort of pyoderma some sort of impetigo depending on the age of the dog And you might want to put the dog on antibiotics as well, in which case, of course, you need to see your veterinarian. So uh, anyway, simple solutions for simpler problems. Anyway, don't go away. When we come back, we're going to talk a few more cases I want to talk about. And then we're going to talk about something else that's not really related to veterinary medicine, but it's related to us as people and uh, something that I found very disturbing and just kind of want to know what your opinions are. So don't go away. Back with you. I've had blue-front Amazon parrots and cockatiels and finches and cats and a little Lhasa Apso, a Maltese, she's like 22, a yellow lab Floyd, a black lab Murphy. Murphy's coat, it's very, very shiny, like it sparkles in the sun. And I'm also a part-time dog trainer, so I will always endorse Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Why wait until your dog is shedding like a monster? Save your dog from the agony, the misery of being stinky and having hot spots and shedding and making sure that they have the proper nutrition. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Get them started early. I mean, your dogs will love you for it. My dogs do puppy zoomies around the house. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my DynaVite at DINOVITE.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio.com. <laughs> Welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber here with Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Uh, a couple more um, news pieces I wanted to share with you and then want to get into a little discussion if you'd, be, uh, if you'd care to join me and get your, uh, give me your opinions. Um, I certainly am very opinionated, so I have mine. Anyway, in Chicago, this is what I liked. So the Chicago Council agreed to cap fees, all right, that pet stores can charge for rescue dogs that they are rescuing from shelters and rescues, which, by the way, it was the something i tried to do i was working years ago at the pet store here in town and you know as we know the dogs were in terrible shape they come from puppy mills in the midwest and uh so i was trying, trying to get them i was working with them giving them some you know treating their puppies always trying to get them to have if you're going to do that get better quality whatever and telling them that look the best way to close them down is to stop buying from them and then this whole idea came up that was suggested by one of the rescue groups why don't we open up a pet store where we can actually, they can get the puppies from us, from shelters. They can clean them up. They can give them their vaccines. They can, you know, make them foofy, foofy, and then charge something. Look, rescues charge. Why not um, have the pet stores charge? It would just give another venue for people to buy these pets because they don't know. People don't know of every rescue. They don't know they can go online and find a rescue. This dogs there, and they are all. They've been checked. They've been vet checked. they been spayed, neutered. They're microchip. Basically, you're getting a, a, a very quality, high-quality pet, and you're saving a life at the same time. And by doing this and not having these pet stores buy puppies from puppy mills, you're going to be shutting down the puppy mills. So there's a limit. They, they, they instituted a limit that they can charge. Why? Apparently, there was a loophole in this ordinance. Catch this. This blow my mind. That allowing commercially bred dogs to be sold as rescues. Really? How dumb was that? So you're supporting these puppy mills. They were selling these lousy bred dogs and gate to sell them as shelter dogs, maybe because they were from a puppy mill, consider them rescues. And of course they paid a lot more for these dogs. So they were charging a lot more for these dogs. So by capping the fee, then now it was no longer wise for the pet stores to buy from these two sources. And there were two businesses in Iowa that were breeding these dogs. They agreed to close down and also pay a $60,000 fine For operating what they would call a sham rescue group. So hats off to the Chicago ordinance, very smart move. And also kind of hats off to this this puppy mill decided to close down. They should have done this years and years ago. You know, we have not allowed pet stores here in California, in Los Angeles County for, oh my God, several, several years. So all the pet shops that were selling pets, real live pets that were not shelter pets have closed. So um, I like this. And then- Uh, last story on COVID-19. In New York, they're lifting the restrictions on veterinarians able to practice. And now it's not just curbside. They are going to be letting people come in, still offering curbside. Look, here in LA, we've been doing this for for the entire COVID. We were considered essential and we were able to see patients, but strict exclusions where the restrictions were only one person in a waiting room at a time. The hospital I'm at, we have, it's like a double waiting room, half, half. So we allowed one person per half clients could have to wait outside and when the front desk was clear they can come in and check in or we would go out and check them in outside and they had the choice of going curbside in which case we'd have them log on to Airvet, and that way we have the video chat so while the patient is in the room with the veterinarian and the tech the pet parent is in the car live on the phone watching discussing talking to us to the vet the technician we're having the dialogue we're getting a history it's as if they're in this in the room so That was the best way to do curbside. Uh, And also within the hospital, everybody's wearing masks, essential. Owners have to come in. They have hand sanitizer, taking all the precautions. And we've had, knock on wood, 100% success with avoiding the COVID by doing this here at the hospital. So it's good news for New York that this can happen. So with a few minutes we have left, I I was watching the news and seeing videos of what's going on in many cities. Not... You know, again, this is all related to George Floyd's death being, and I will use the term because it was the case, murdered by a Minneapolis uh, policeman who, despite cries from George and even other people around, you got to let, let go of him. Uh, he ended up dying. A terrible story. And he, that police officer, yes, deserves to be punished and was. He's been convicted of murder. And the protesting going on around the country is also justified. And, you know, I think this should bring attention to the potential brutality that happens, whether it's a race issue, not a race issue, that, that that's not even the case. Regardless, it should never have happened. But what really is bugging me, and I'm watching this and I'm just in shock, that here, the protesters should be protesting one thing, all right, what happened, a terrible incident, the, the the disgraceful incident that happened, It should never happen again. It needs to open everybody's eyes to the realities of sometimes in some cities, this police brutality that may be race directed, understood 100%. What I cannot fathom is the looting, the destroying of property, people that had nothing to do with it thousands of miles away and their businesses that they've already had to stay away because of COVID. And now people are breaking windows, stealing Is that really, is that going to, what is that going to do for the sentiment of what the original basis of what the protesting was supposed to be about? Is it going to direct more to police brutality and poor George Floyd? Or is it going to redirect it to really, are these animals coming in and thinking that they have free right to ruin someone's livelihood? Someone who had nothing to do with this. And yet the fact that, that it happens really, uh, for me anyway, it directs my attention away from the real truth of the problem. And it is so sad to see, and I feel so sorry, my daughter has a business on a street not too far from where they were looting, and they were walking down the street. And I was so, I mean, uh, incensed that it could be that her hard work, her beautiful store would have been, I mean, so much so that her employees took the cash box out of the store just in case they were to break in or vandalize the store and uh, break windows. And what people don't realize is who's gonna pay for this? We're gonna pay for it. You don't think our insurance premiums are gonna go up? You don't think our taxes are gonna go up to pay for all these repairs? They are. And if you are happen to be insured by a company that was insuring that retail operation, that retail store, you know, that Nordstrom is that that high-end shoe store that was demolished, the fire to a building or buildings then you're mistaken. So the effect is going to continue all because people really lost sight of what the purpose of this, this protesting was supposed to be all about. And unfortunately, I think it's done more damage or as much damage than the real issue at hand, which is the way police behave under certain circumstances, the judgment calls that they make, which are often very poor, and the blame should be directed at that and only that not innocent people. So you can chime in if you like. Send me. I'm so curious to know what people think. Am I the only one that feels so disgraced that that our us people, humans, behave this way? I am very disgraced. I'm ashamed. And it is really something that is... Talk about disgraceful. In, in a sense, this is as bad. As bad. What happened The police officer did was terrible, but at least he had some... Not reason to do what he did, but to question, to stop. And again... Handled totally. There's nothing about it that went right. But is there anything that went right as these protesters became looters and property destructors and stealing? That's pretty bad. And that's the uh, the state that we live in. I don't mean states, that, I mean the the environment that we live in. And I'm uh, I'm pretty ashamed of uh, human nature. It's terrible. Anyway, I hope that you treat your pets better than you treat your fellow man. For those of out there who who condone this behavior at all because it is disgraceful. Anyway, thanks for joining me here. Would love to hear your take on this. I know this is not about pets. People that are going to behave this way, right? they are going to neglect their pets as well. And uh, to me, that is worrisome. Anyway, thanks for joining me here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Pets with Dr. Jeff. Would love to hear anything you'd like me to cover, talk about on my show. Uh, send me a note to Dr. Jeff uh, to, at petliferadio.com. Uh, you can always reach me if you have an emergency on AirVet. You can just put in Jeff's telehospital as your primary and the calls will be directed to me. I would love to help you out, answer any questions you may have. Talk to your veterinarians about starting some sort of telemedicine platform if they're not using one already because it's a huge advantage to you and your pets and to them as well. And uh, uh, once again, uh, reach me anytime you like and thanks for joining me here and we will see you here next week. I hope to have a colleague of mine as a guest to talk about some things we can do to uh, specifically to help get our pets back in shape as our hopefully our world gets back into shape as well. And boy, does it need a lot of help. See you next week. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com